Welcome to the first episode of The Middle Child, a podcast that reveals the secrets behind birth order. I'm your host, Caroline Hearn, and joining me today, I have fellow middleborn Anthony Holly. In today's episode, we'll talk about the common stereotypes given to middle children, from being classified as independent, mature, neglected, sociable, attention-seeking, expressive, the list goes on, but which descriptions are actually true? Are people's personalities really affected by their birth order? Anthony here is an expert in middle children, as he is one himself. He is a 23-year-old male born as a middle child with an older brother, Luke, who is 25, and his younger sister, Jessica, is 19. Thank you so much for coming on, Anthony. Thank you for having me. So, you being born as a middle child, how did that impact your family dynamic with your parents and your siblings? Obviously, at first, I wasn't a middle child. Like, I grew up with my brother for a little while as the younger sibling, and I think we had pretty chill vibes up until my sister came around. (laughs) And then it kind of got a little hectic, not to say anything negative about my sister, but... No, it definitely all changed whenever I became the middle child. In what way did your sister being born, like, just impact your relationship with your brother? We were close, you know, all throughout our childhood and everything. And we always shared a bedroom Mm -hmm. kind of after she was born. So I think we were pretty close. Um, And I guess as we got older, just being the middle child, I felt like I kind of fell into a new role of, like, facilitating the arguments and things like that, little disputes within the household. So between you, Luke, and Jessica, which one of you do you think is the biggest people pleaser? Um, The biggest people pleaser is probably Jessica, easily. I would say the reasons being, like, one, we'll start with me. I just don't necessarily care as much, like, what um, other people think about me. But I think Jessica works in, like, an industry Um, she's a hairstylist and a cosmetologist and she kind of is, you know, does face judgment a little bit more often from the outside world. So she does try to kind of please people and is in a service industry. So, um, I would say her, and then also just to kind of comment on how Luke is, I just think he's more kind of kept to himself. So just not as much, doesn't play to him as much. Jessica's the biggest people pleaser. What about Peacemaker? Obviously me. <laughs> Obviously. Obviously me. The middle child. That's okay, Any middle so child that, knows. You heard it here first, folks. That stereotype is true because I'm a middle child as well, and I would say I'm the peacemaker, definitely. Yeah, I mean, like, not to say that we don't stir the pot at times. Oh, no, I mean, of course. If you had to keep a ta- tally, like, if I had a quarter for every time that I made the piece, I would be richer than they would be. Let's yeah. just put it that way. Tell me about your living situation and how it differs from both of your siblings. Yeah, so I graduated last May, um, and it's May now, obviously, so it's been a year. I'm living by myself with a couple of roommates, like some friends, um, and my brother and sister are living with my parents, both for obviously different reasons, and I can just kind of go one by one, I guess. So my parents are split up. Um, they actually divorced when we were in high school, 
So my mom lives in Dallas, Georgia. My dad lives in Peachtree City, where we grew up. Um, so my brother, I'll start with him because he is older than me. He graduated from the same college as me, moved out to Oregon to, to work, studied biology, and um, chased his dreams to become a pharmacist out there to Fred Myers. Ended up moving back to Georgia to start just working out of a Publix pharmacy, like missed family and friends and stuff like that. So Luke lives with my dad. And so now he works at Publix, kind of also still chasing that dream and live with my dad while my sister lives with my mom. So she obviously is a little bit younger. She didn't actually go to college. She ended up going to um, beauty school, like a cosmetology and um, hair school, Paul Mitchell. And so she lives with my mom. Not to say they both don't support themselves. That being said, do you think that you are more independent than your brother and sister? I guess, like, if you were to gauge it based on, like, I am more off on my own. I do probably carry more expenses month to month. Do you think you being the middle child had anything to do with that? Yeah, honestly, I probably do. First, let me just kind of speak on what I feel like being a middle child is a little bit and I feel like the middle child role oftentimes is like the person that needs to be like the most level-headed and like when growing up in my household that was at least how it worked for me I felt like I grew up faster than like both my brother and sister in a way that you know they might not agree like or maybe fully understand what I mean by that but I do think that I was, like, a mediator at times, like, through a lot of things growing up. And I think that was, like, an important part of being a middle child, like, just being able to have that, like, level head and be, like, a neutral in the house. Do you think that a lot of times it was oldest versus youngest? Yeah, I mean, sometimes... I'm not exactly sure why it worked out like that, but it did in my household at least. Right. I mean, I honestly had the same experience. Okay, so do you think that you being social, because I know you're a very social guy, make friends really easily, do you think that that has to do with the fact that you were always used to being with younger and older groups growing up? Yeah, definitely. Like, that definitely is a huge I've never really thought about it, honestly, but yeah, when I came into high school, my brother was already two years ahead of me, so just kind of being around people that are already a couple years older and people that are four years younger from my sister's friend groups, it was like always a good um, mixed group of friends, and I think like also just the way that like our family was implanted within our neighborhood like we all had a lot of friends and of a bunch of different ages that would all kind of compile like at a few houses like and I'm lucky enough to like have been one of those houses growing up like where people did want to come like hang out and it was always a range of ages yeah absolutely so out of you and both of your siblings which one would you say acts out the most and not necessarily in an angry way just Axel makes a scene. 
Oh, wow. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, I would probably just have to say young Jessica, as she is the youngest pistol. The young young beauty. She's the youngest pistol of, of all the pistols. Yeah, yeah. Luke and I have fired. She's got the most fire in her. We have fired our good rounds. <laughs> it's a good thing. And we've shot off a lot of ammo, and we're yeah probably a little more tired than her on that. So she's the youngest pistol in the Holly family. I know you say you're all pistols. You, I know you're Italians. All of you grew up. Stallions. Italian stallions. Yeah. Tell me a couple times where any of you have been a little overly dramatic or explosive. Um... One time I cracked my brother in the head with a golf club. But it oh, was, we love that. It was an accident. The <laughs> middle it? child never actually does anything on purpose. It's all actually just accidental. Everything? Maybe. Yeah, yeah, okay. Most things. Okay, okay. Yeah. So the, how, how did that happen? You were just The like middle swinging. child can be the blame shifter. I, you know, I would say that's true, honestly. It's, I think it's kind of easy to get away with things when you're the middle child because you usually yeah. don't do anything wrong. Yeah, yeah. So, like, people just trust that you're not going to do anything wrong. Have you ever heard the term, think smarter, not harder? Absolutely. I feel like I learned ways as the middle child to think smarter and not harder. And what, what I mean by that is, like, I watched how my brother got in trouble, mm-hmm. adjusted what I did slightly to where I wouldn't get in trouble, and I feel like I just caught on a little faster than... And my sister had that big age gap. Yeah, it's where nice. Where she had her chance to kind of, like, be young and be, like, a kid by herself. Right. I think it's nice having a guinea pig. Like, having... I know we both have an older brother, and they just... <laughs> oh, wow. They just kind of figure it all out, test the waters and all the different things. And then it's like, you know, I knew when I was going to get a phone because I knew when my brother got a phone. So it's like, okay. Me and my brother shared a phone. One time we were fighting over it at the golf course, and we ended up, like, snapping it in half. Stop. That was an explosive moment. That's insane. It was a cool phone. It was, like, a flip phone. And I remember, like, one of the cool features about it was it had this light beam strand at the top. And it went, like, all the colors of the rainbow across the top. Like, I don't know why it did that, but it was one of the old phones. That's so pretty. I feel old talking about the phone I had. Okay, so I've got a secret. Um, I really hope <coughs> AK doesn't listen to this, who's my little sister. So my brother got a phone in seventh grade, and he was allowed to get one in sixth, but he didn't really want one. Um, so he ended up getting one in seventh. So I actually got my dad's old iPhone when I was in fifth grade, and I was, like, the only one in my grade with a phone. It was, like, and it was because, so listen, my dad worked for AT&T at the time, so, like, he had just, like, gotten some new ones to test out. That's so a he's juicy like, secret. whatever, like, here, take it. But I couldn't tell my little sister because my mom was like, no, we don't want her to get a phone until, like, middle school, like, sixth grade. And they were like, well, we didn't give Kevin a phone until seventh grade. And I was like, yeah, but you got me one, like, in sixth grade. So they got her one in sixth grade, but I actually got it a year earlier. So fifth grade middle child secrets. <laughs> wow. Yeah. The truth comes out. It comes on, out on the podcast. I know. Who would have thought? Dang. The truth in the booth. Okay. Do you think that your parents have a favorite? Yeah. Who? Me. 
No it's, one's supposed to know that. It's like the middle child. That's the number one golden rule. Yeah. Yeah. That's the golden secret that all middle childs hold is that you're the clear, obvious favorite and that. Yeah, I mean, we know we are. Don't ever let your older or, uh, or younger siblings listen to this podcast if no. you're a middle child. Don't, because this is exposing us. You know, obviously, you're the favorite. You think you're the favorite for your mom and dad? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. There it is. I'm the obvious stallion of a choice. Like, let's be real. You know, you know. Okay, so that being said, do you, like, (laughs) seek attention from your parents, or do you think you like it enough? I don't think I do seek attention from my parents. I think I do my own thing for the most part. Yeah. I think that my, not lack of caring for what other people do, but, like, I mind my own business in the sense that, like, I don't have a problem with anyone doing whatever they want to do. You know, I was doing some research, and I honestly feel the same way, but it was saying a lot of times middle children, like, when they're growing up, they seek a lot of attention from their parents because they feel like they don't get enough. They're either in the shadow of the oldest born, and, like, then the youngest born is, like, the baby. So, you know, and they're just kind of, like, caught in that, like, limbo Mm. in between. But honestly, no, like I see exactly where you're coming from with that mm-hmm. question. And honestly, like I didn't feel like that because in my scenario, and I kind of touched on it earlier, I felt more like I had to grow up quickly than right. I, than I had to like seek attention because I was like fighting for it, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. I no, I think if, if the, I don't know if that would hold true for other middle children or not but I guess it maybe depends on the age gaps and stuff like that so do you think that you and your siblings handle disappointment well no no who do you think doesn't handle it well I mean I I, definitely me like I definitely don't I think I might be the worst I don't know. We all probably are all pretty bad. Yeah. But the reason I say that is because I just feel like I'm very ambitious and like I don't take disappointment well. Like when I have my mind set on something and I become disappointed that it didn't happen or like could have happened better, then that is like crushing for me. So. Um. Do you think that your parents pay more attention to you or your siblings? My parents pay more attention to my siblings, but they also live with them, True. respectively. Okay, so... And I don't another... require as much attention. So, other than them just, like, providing them with a place to live, who do you think gets spoiled the most? See, that's, like... I don't really think anyone in my family gets spoiled more than anyone else. Mm-hmm. But I will say that I don't think everyone of the kids... Like, me, Luke, and Jessica feel the same way about that. Yeah. I think that I see us on an equal playing field, whereas, like, they probably don't. Mm-hmm. Do you think they're more likely to get jealous of something that you would get yeah. than you are? Yeah. Yeah, why do. do you think that is? I don't know. Like I said earlier, I am ambitious in life, and I think I've been fortunate to be able to do a lot of the things that I've wanted to do. And I think, like, from the outside looking in, it looks pretty epic. Like, when my dad pays for me to go on a trip to Germany to go play soccer, like, 
that is a huge gift, mm-hmm. you know, and I get why they would be jealous of that. But at the same time, like, they didn't have an excuse to, like, go on a trip like that. Right, you know what I mean? Right, at, they at didn't the get offered to go you on know, something like that. Like, but if they were equally passionate about something and wanted to do it, I think my parents would provide it for them. Okay, so how would you compare your experience as a middle child in resemblance to what pop culture usually depicts a middle child as? Yeah, like, when I think of a middle child, I probably think of something like Malcolm in the Middle or, like, you know, something like that. Like Yeah, I'm thinking, like, that, Alex Russo from Wizards of Waverly Place. Yeah. Selena Gomez. Yeah, or, like, the chick from Modern Family. Yeah, yeah, that Dunphy girl. She they was, just kind of... They're the duct tape. Yeah, honestly. They're the duct tape. So do you feel like that? Yeah, in that way, I think that I yeah. do relate to a lot of middle children on TV. They are the star of the show. They are the star. Like, when you think about Wizards of Waverly Place, all you think is Selena Gomez. Yeah. Malcolm in the middle. Think about the name. What do you think about her weird... Selena Gomez's weird older brother. Weird brother. His creepy little brother. I mean, he's not creepy, he's but... decently creepy. He's, he's a little creepy. Yeah. Do you like being a middle child? Honestly, yeah. I really, like, enjoyed it. And I don't know... I don't live life with regrets at all. But I do think that is something that, like, has made me who I am today. And, like, has kind of added to that just being that mediator like middle neutral you feel like a sense of responsibility being the middle child to like prove yourself against the others you're just swimming in the middle of the stream you know yeah trying to trying to find your way amongst a lot of other fish but you want to just get get to that little reservoir just get your minnows get your minnows do you feel like you've gotten your minnows you know what i think i've gotten my minnows you've gotten them yeah amongst all those other fish i feel like like i'm the trophy catch wow okay (laughs) the trophy catch anthony holly mount me on the wall (laughs) get a nice shiny medal I hope people can hear our facetiousness. I hope people just don't think. But that's all right. You know what? Either way. It's fine. Like Drake said, (laughs) YOLO. YOLO. (laughs) One last thing. What do you think being a middle child has taught you the most? It's taught me that you can't let small things bother you. You have to just have thick skin. Many people think they understand the ins and outs of family dynamics, but Anthony here really has shown us that it differs for every individual. I think we can both agree there are some stereotypes of middle children that are true. You know, kind of being the star of the show, the glue sticks everything together. So thank you so much for being here with us and being open about your experience growing up. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Of course. Well, until next time, thanks for listening. I'm Caroline Hearn with Anthony Holly, and this has been The Middle Child.